today's episode, you need a catchphrase. Let me talk to Wake up, wake up, wake up, go find a getaway. What kind of world do you want? What a wonderful world. My old oh my, what a wonderful day. It's time to get wise. Thanks, as always, for joining me. I'm Jeff Stein. This is another episode of The Daily Belief Game. Uh, we do this daily because this is a momentum game. You know, we're living in a society and interact with a lot of ego and victimhood. And if you want to have the truth dominant in you, it kind of requires practice daily. Uh, the nice thing, though, is that this study of who you really are and the power of this process of growing the knowing... The nice thing is that it's like planting seeds or giving yourself a raise. Every time you improve a thought and move a feeling upward with the deliberate choice of, you know, finding relief, every time you do that, it builds on your existence. It truly is a lasting seed that grows on its own from there. This isn't like weight loss or sex where it gets harder as you go. This gets easier as you go. And the easier it gets, the easier it gets until you're sifting through thoughts like a master who doesn't just seek and choose joy, but relishes the fearful thoughts and reactions for the efficiency they bring to your evolution. You will come to bless fear as well as the draw of love, inspiration, enthusiasm, joy, because you know that those emotional responses are not only the flavors and colors and feels that make life fun, but they are also instantly telling you which way you're headed and whether you're headed towards your truth or towards the absence of it, towards what you want or the lack of it. It's quite perfect and always worth it. So today's episode, you need a catchphrase. Now, I don't mean catchphrase like in the movies, like, I'll be back, you know, (laughs) or all righty then, or may the force be with you, or say hello to my little friend, you know. We're not talking about that. What I call a catchphrase is something you come up with to catch and stop yourself from falling into some emotional hole that you often find yourself in. I'll define this by example. Let's say you have a tendency to be a martyr caretaker type, (laughs) meaning uh, that you have identified that you tend to put others' needs way above yours, that you frequently prefer to sacrifice rather than make someone else face struggle, that you too often decide it's easier for you to be disappointed than to see someone else disappointed, especially your loved ones. For instance, you say things like, you know, don't worry about it, I'll go without, you know, you're more desperate need than I am. Or, I don't want to upset anyone, so I'll just, I'll just take care of it, you know. <laughs> Conclusions that boil down to, I hate feeling rejected, so I'll endure this person that's rejecting me so they won't feel rejected, but I won't address my inattention to my own self-rejection. Any form of that false premise that, you know, it's just not possible for love to prevail here. There's going to be suffering, so I'll choose personal quiet suffering since someone has to, and I'd rather it was me. So let's say you're one of those kind of people. And if I was working with you as a client, I'd walk you back to some clarity on your choices, uh, reflecting things back to you like, well, clearly you care very deeply about the welfare of others, right? Which is great. Uh, And clearly you want to be helpful and of benefit to others, especially in those in need, which is also great. But how can you give to others what you don't have yourself? You know, in order to give love, you must first fill yourself up with love so you have it to give. If you fill yourself with suffering and disappointment or victimhood, that's all you have to give. As the expression goes, you can't help a poor person by burning your own money. So, what do you really want, I would ask the client. You want to lift yourself so that you can lift others. 
Well, how do I do that? Well, by, as the the self-help cliche goes, deciding to put on your oxygen mask first before assisting others. (laughs) All right? That's it. So that might be your catchphrase. You know, my mask first, or me first, or uh, I have to fill up before I have something to give. You know, or to give love, I have to be in a state of love, and it starts with me. Those would be examples of your catchphrases. And you write down that catchphrase, now that you have the clarity to see that it will walk you to your knowing or your truth or your power. And by the way, a side note, I'm a big believer and discoverer that choosing and changing words and your catchphrases and your mantras is what makes them uniquely effective for you. I help my clients craft and recraft catchphrases all the time. It's an evolving game with new hits that you play and classic oldies that always make you feel better or stronger or more empowered. It's a work in progress. So let's say you wrote down me first as your catchphrase. Then you fast forward to that next moment where your pattern of martyr suffering comes back up. You know, say you're at work in a meeting and there's a problem that needs solving and your gut reaction is to take one for the team. You know, you have the urge to say, oh, I'll take care of it. You know, even though you're also equally pained by the fact that taking this on will dramatically stress you out or it'll tax your resources or your time or your energy, whatever. But you've queued up that offer anyway, because this is the old cycle of self-sacrifice, unconsciously knowing that you're setting up a lose-lose situation for yourself. Uh, You're increasing your suffering to relieve others and not doing them a favor because you're denying them the opportunity to make this a team effort and help you in this instance. Now, in those moments, is the time to stop yourself and say, wait, I'm doing that martyr thing again. (laughs) What was that catchphrase I came up with? And I'm telling you now, hilariously, you will not often remember the phrase in your angst. It's hard to access the words of clarity when you're in confusion and limitation and dread. You'll have to look at your notes <laughs> and flip through them to remember. Then you'll say, that? oh, yes, wait, uh, me first. Okay, me first. So I don't want to just volunteer to suffer. I've got to do right by myself and the team and be in the space where I can find a path forward that will be as good as possible for as many people as possible. So what can I say which will make this problem mutually shared rather than, you know, personally tragic? So you sit there and say to yourself, me first, me first, me first. And then you finally get an idea and you speak up. You say, okay, hey, guys, I'm sure we can solve this problem. Uh, I'm happy to contribute my part. I feel like I could be helpful in this way and that way, and I'm happy to support anyone you know, who could pick up this part of the equation, which I probably can't do as effectively. What I'm saying is that I'm ready and willing, and I'll be honest with y'all if there's something I need help with in the process, and we'll all just figure it out. So what elements do we need, and how can I help? You know, that's an example. And who wouldn't receive that well? The team will applaud your loving, optimistic, can-do attitude, and this attitude will flow easily from you, and you'll have the, all the right words to say because you put your oxygen mask on first and took some deep breaths. <laughs> you avoided your default choice of, of rejection, and, and you embraced the situation and welcomed help and offered to collaborate on the solution, sharing the weight of any burdens. Vastly better than just taking it for the team. And so the catchphrase is, is born and constructed in your clarity, in your meditation, in your discussion with someone like me, and then implemented to regain that clarity when you inevitably fall back into your old creations. <laughs> and catchphrases can also be used for just simple mood improvers. You know, When you're feeling rejected or sad or disappointed or guilty, catchphrases like, um, 
I am a gift to my world, or I am a gift to my friends, or I am a gift to this job, my family. Um, I can do anything if I believe it. Uh, I am loving, loved, and lovable. You've heard me say that one. And it's and a catchphrase is repeated, you know, and, and there's great value in repeating it until it sticks. You might say it dozens of times with great effort in the first few repeatings, but it will open you up to the lens of your truth. You'll see the world again as your higher self through those eyes. You'll be tuning your brain and consciousness to the clarity of your authentic knowing. Everything in you, from mind to body to soul, will be working in cooperation with your betterment if you can stick with that catchphrase until you allow that light in. Okay, obvious homework today. Uh, Find a pattern of negative thought or beliefs that you frequently visit and try to find the truth you want to believe. You know, turning the thought of scarcity into abundance, the fear of failure into a a knowing of your capableness, uh, the constant worrying about something into a a reminder that worrying is only helping you plan to fail and and that you should instead be directed to possibility. Uh, Find the real direction you want to go instead of the old self-destructive belief, because a belief is just a thought you've thought a lot. And then craft a catchphrase that embodies that better belief so that that belief can become the thought you've thought a lot. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Stein. Uh, This is a deep subject with tons of nuance, and you know the pitch. If you want help cultivating, sustaining, accelerating, and becoming inspiration in action, contact me at jeffsworld.com, jeffs-world.com, and we'll bring the Jedi-like tricks and cheats required for you, and it'll be filled with laughs and epiphanies, and it will change your life from within. So until we speak, please think responsibly.